millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Pop Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello. Did you know? I keep opening these news things with did you know, but did it's, you know? It's always no. Did, well, there's a new time split that's coming. It's taking a long time. I can't get too excited for a new time splitters. I've been excited for a new new time splitters. I'll tell you why, Scott. Go on. Because ever since 2008 or whenever it was (laughs) that Time Splitters 4 was originally announced, I've been excited at the prospect of a Time Splitters sequel, (laughs) and I've been burnt too many times before. See, all these other times in the past, because I was right there with you, Mm -hmm. you know, being immolated as well, but all those other times was, um, they were always based on rumors and leaks and all these things potentially going forward, and then it's not. Um, Free Radical had a whole hell of a time coming initially. Coming from different X Rare staff and then, you know, becoming Crytek. Yeah, and whatever. They... And the franchise was just passed back and forward. And now it's part of THQ. The reason that we're talking about it today is that uh, Time Splitters is literally mentioned uh, as part of THQ Nordic's financial uh, report and everything. And um, they also mentioned that they're getting uh, Steve Ellis back, who's the dude that was, who worked on Goldeneye and Perfect Dark and then the original Time Splitters. Yeah. The reason Time Splitters is a big old deal and the reason so many people fell in love with it, um, he's going to have a massive part in that. He had a huge part in putting the multiplayer into Goldeneye, um, etc. So, dude is a legend, is what I'm saying. Indeed. And, back. It, and he's back um, and the fact that they're mentioning it as part of their financial report yeah. is pretty damn confident and um, we're getting a new time splitters that so, is crazy to think. like time. you said this has been a long time coming but mm-hmm. over the past few years it's just been one rumour after the next and kind of Crytek UK talking about how they wanted to make a new yeah. time splitters but they didn't know if it was viable and then obviously they went uh, kind of under at the end mm-hmm. but now that we have the co-creator back and THQ is saying yep you know what we are going <laughs> to make this game we are actually going to do it you know what apparently still doesn't believe them but at the same time, I'm I, more excited than I've ever been. I think it makes the most sense uh, in the current climate because we've had the, the influx of hero shooters. We've had like big over-animated art styles like Fortnite and Overwatch. Um, time Splitters, if you go back to the cutscenes, like they they were very much ahead of their time, although it did fit at the time for like you know Pixar-style animated stuff. Yeah. But if you look at um, things like, I don't know, Team Fortress, like I said, Overwatch, the, the animated shorts, like Time Splitters would fit perfectly with doing a series of animated shorts alongside it to help promote the different characters. Um, and if you go back to those game that game's cutscenes, especially Time Splitters 2, um, you get such a, a Pixar kind of vibe mm-hmm. like I love the feel of Time Splitters even though people associate um, you know their sort of memories with the multiplayer and um, the single player stuff the campaign stuff of Time Splitters 2 in particular is still just really so memorable good. that game's damn level is brilliant yes like there's a thing that these that these uh, devs seem to put together like really memorable damn levels like Goldeneye has one and this has one um, yeah I did for me I'm, I'm just psyched and I love that that feel of gameplay me too yeah. I, I hope this I hope they can kind of recreate what made the original mm. special because obviously a lot of time has passed since those launch true and multiplayer especially has 
has evolved so much. I wouldn't even mind, and I was talking to people in the office about this yesterday when mm. you tragically weren't in. I wasn't. About um, whether I would be happy if they kind of made the next time splitters potentially a budget title, maybe $30 instead of $60, right. but they retained the arcadey feel to a right, T. Right. Like if they just, not recreate it, obviously not remastered it, but really, really dug into what mm. made those games special rather than trying to modernize them if that makes sense yeah I think it's going to have to have local multiplayer like it needs yeah. four players split screen that was something that this this whole franchise was sort of like you know came to um, prominence on um, and I think that like you said if they did like an old school feel I think again I think it's it's the perfect time for it like Doom's going back to arena style shooting mm-hmm. we've had Quake it's a Quake Legend Quake Champions on PC um, and Ion Storm just came out which is from 3D Realms which is another Doom style game even Void Bastards is like totally like Doom in space like yeah. it feels like a lot of the industry is actually pivoting back into old school shooters um, like arena style shooters with that sort of fluid sense of movement and not worrying about perk systems and, and whatever just going like here's a gun you don't even need to worry about reloading it just yeah. chase after your <laughs> yeah. friends and just have fun um, which is the stuff that we grew up on anyway well exactly it's kind of that mechanical focus combined with the character driven focus of multiplayer shooters like mm. Overwatch where those distinct heroes and those colourful heroes and those very memorable heroes are part of the charm again mm-hmm. where instead of just generic soldier number three who you don't even see until <laughs> you die and get blown away in Call of Duty mm-hmm. like there is space for the characters that made Time Splitters so memorable to come back oh, gotcha. even the crazy gingerbread men ones I want the little monkey with the twin pistols I want the little monkey with the I twin pistols the to come back um, I also hope that um, this because a while ago there was a, a sort of discussion around the idea that they would bring Time Splitters back as a remastered collection, um, yeah. which like just to sort of renew the IP. And I think looking at what THQ's done with Darksiders, um, it's just I think they'll do that with Time Splitters. Like this, this isn't part of their report, but um, Time Splitters makes perfect sense on the Switch. The Switch would run it beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, Time Splitters, like, all, all three, just do a nice little <laughs> Time Splitters collection, uh, like you said, for like a budget price, and remind people why it's so good. I think there'll be a whole generation of people that barely even played them that would have been like yeah. fetuses when Time Splitters came out. So it's worthwhile going back to that series or just renewing the fact that it is one of the best first-person series of all time that's really interesting now like like you said it's something i haven't even thought about Mm. but a lot of people wouldn't have played these games as a kid like we did but i feel like time splitters as a brand has this cult kind of classic vibe to it that Mm. even if you haven't played it you've probably heard of it or you've Mm -hmm. heard other people tell stories about how good the multiplayer and single player was Mm -hmm. so i feel like there would be an interest in especially a remastered collection to big people up for the next actual installment which we now know Mm -hmm. is almost certainly and yeah and like i said if you do it on Switch, you've got the whole Joy-Con thing. It's just to a lot of people, it was it was the golden eye of the PS2. Like yeah. it just is. So I think if you can bring that back, that'd be good. Another massive thing that came from um, the financial report is that Saints Row Five is happening. Well, let's dig into this because Go me on. and you have conflicting um, opinions <laughs> on the Saints Row franchise. So the so. Saints Row fandom is only in two halves. Either you're like you and you prefer one and two, mm-hmm. or you're like me and you prefer three and four. Mm-hmm. So either you love the ridiculous uh, direction that they went in, which I do. I, th- I genuinely think Saints Row Three is like one of the best games of all time, and that four is an immaculate evolution of that. But it's also the tipping point. They couldn't mm-hmm. go anywhere after that, uh, as is proven in Get Out of Hell and then Agents of Mayhem. Well, it's yeah, that's 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 the interesting mm. thing because obviously they've tried to branch out with a new IP in Agents of Mayhem, mm-hmm. but now that the original developers, I think they're Violation, Volition, Volition, yeah. Volition Games, uh, they, they are made now- the Punisher. They actually, yeah, I love the oh, Volition. Is stellar, like Volition, Raven. Uh, they're just there's there's some good old school devs like from the late 2000s yeah. that are just adorable. Anyway. But the fact that they're going back to this franchise <laughs> yes. for the first time, I guess, since Raw Four was 2013, so it's been six yes. years since a proper installment. That's obviously awesome. In since Raw Five, if it is called since Raw Five, mm-hmm. should be um, interesting. But 
like like you said, where can it go from here? They went to hell mm. in the last proper spin-off. I, I don't count that out of hell. Like I said, I think that was them going too far. Even mm. Saints Row 4 was them going too far, but they still knew what they were doing. It was like, we're gonna do an alien invasion, you're gonna play as the president, we're gonna have you listening to Aerosmith when you're chasing down a rocket in the tutorial or whatever. Um, and I just, they, that was them. They, they were on such form. Like I, just, like I said, I think 3 and 4 are some of the most hilarious games ever written. Like mm-hmm. extremely good script um, and very good self-aware stuff and lots of like, you know, character customization, which then affected different dialogue. Things that you could say in uh, the agency that you had in the world. Um, but following that, they didn't really know where to go. And Saints Row 4 yeah. kind of ended on this almost Game of Thrones style approach. There's someone's on a throne and like, oh, we're like looking over these different realms and kingdoms and whatever. And it was like, where the hell do you go from there? And I don't, I think because they've got the original devs back mm-hmm. and because there is, there seems to be a bigger swath of the fandom that prefer the originals, that this will be them going back into GTA territory. Interesting. Especially because Rockstar have relaxed um, their approach to GTA anyway yeah. and seem to focus so much on GTA Online and Red Dead Online. Maybe there is just a space for a good open world crime game that isn't being filled. True Crime's gone, Sleeping Dogs is gone, GTA is too. You know what? Like, yeah. You know, like yeah. maybe that is like all in is just being GTA. Well, that's uh, now that's a fascinating dynamic <laughs> because obviously back in the day when Saints Row first came around, there were so many GTA clones, mm-hmm. and like you said, Grand Theft Auto as a franchise has sort of run away from everyone else. No one mm-hmm. can kind of replicate the production values of that series. No, no one can give. Um, any other studio $200 million and just say go nuts because no other studio can recoup that cost. And I think that's why, like you said, people have moved away from just trying to mimic what GTA did. But Mm -hmm. now that everyone's done that, there is a gap in the market with GTA games coming out so infrequently, Mm. they could step up and kind of go back to their roots as it were. You can still keep the comedy, still keep the wackiness to an extent, but sort of fill that gap that I mean, may need to be filled. Those original ones, they're the first two. Like, I remember, in, I mean, Saints 2 already went down a certain road, but, uh, route where you were like, you know, using like a gar- like it was like a uh, like a sewage truck to just cover a house and crap. Yeah. That was like, they were talking, well, it'd be a little bit more wacky. And then 3 was like entirely that direction. And like I said, I love it. Um, but if it, if you go all the way back to Saints Row 1, which yeah. like totally there's some pockets of the fandom that adore that original game, because um, it kind of was like a, it was just like a more grounded sort of approach to stuff back when GTA was being so wacky. Um, and like I said, with GTA now, like the budget's so massive that they I don't, I'm not going to say they're unfocused but well yeah I'll say they're unfocused like GTA 5 is all over the place minigames in one direction online stock markets in another GTA Online in another direction the mission design like especially Red Dead 2 it's like do this exact thing or you fail like you know there's a way yeah. to make a good GTA no code. 100% but funny you should mention the mission design because that's mm. the thing that kind of put me off the later Saints Rows especially and by the time I got to get out of hell I was just thinking I might as well just go back and play a Crackdown and just collect yes. the orbs and yes. stuff but for me it was that although I quite like the feel of of Saints Row mm. when it got to actually playing it it's the same with Just Cause for me I like the mechanics I like right. the way it feels but when we get down to the nitty gritty what am I actually doing it's kind yeah. of just the same stuff over and over again and that for me I fall off very quickly but it's yeah. just that it's kind of checklisty open world sandbox style that even Ubisoft to their credit as much as I rip on them and these for having a checklist sort of mentality <laughs> even they've kind of evolved and moved past that to an mm-hmm. extent I think uh, in Saints Row's case the reason that like the reason that 3 sort of did so well is because it lampooned a lot of the other game, games in the genre yeah. um, where it was like actually we're not going to make you wait for this like you know massive weapon upgrade we're going to give you the orbital strike in like the third mission and why don't you just use that on some gangsters because it's clearly ridiculous overkill mm-hmm. and it wouldn't that be fun and they just rode that out um, you know let you like respect your character whenever you want you can completely change your like race and gender and everything and it's like that whole approach to like we're not even going to bother with like Rockstar's more serious direction with GTA 4 and just be ridiculous 
ridiculous and stupid, which is why I think that if they're doing something that bounces off what GTA is, it would be more focused and it would be less labyrinthine. And you'd have a character saying, like, do you want to go bowling? And he's like, why do I want to do that? And then it just goes <laughs> to the next mission or something like that. Yeah. I think if they're going to do this, and like, you know, because it was always Saints Row versus GTA, then that would be the way to sort of do it. Yeah. So I'm curious, but um, for me, I would take more ridiculous stuff, but I also don't know how you do that, being that three and four are like the mecca of that stuff. See, you say this, but I remember when Saints Row 2 came around, and mm. that was the ridiculous GTA, and I remember thinking, there's no way they can one up this. <laughs> there's just no way. This is as far as they can go. This is as mm. silly as they can get. And then obviously, they leap and bounded well over that. It's now true. It's breaking point. So maybe we're just at the point where we're thinking that again, and they've got something up this way. I don't know how I don't they, know, I don't know how they top fighting aliens, getting caught by aliens, breaking out of prison to Hathaway's What is Love. I don't think that's doable. I mean, I don't, but also, I'm not making the games. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's true. If they can top that scene, if they can top, like I said, like, you know, riding a, a rocket with uh, Erythmus Don't Want to Miss a Thing, and then doing a thumbs up to the camera before Saints Row 4 pops on the screen, then maybe that's you know the what? thing. You know what? I, I've often wondered why you loved this series, and why? now I know. No, now I know. All you had to do was describe this scene to me, because that's the most stock-tilfered thing ever. <laughs> no, I just forgot that that happened, and oh. now, now you're describing it. It's very unique. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I think if they put some synthwave music behind it, I'll do that. <laughs> Maybe I'd love it a bit more. Um, the last thing that came out of this is that Dead Island 2 has got a new, another developer. Another, um, another Started one. with uh, Jaeger, then went to Sumo Digital, and now is with uh, Dambuster Games. Um, but really interestingly, because I started Googling Dambuster, because I hadn't heard of them, Dambuster are the original developers uh, made up of the people that separated from Rare back when they became Free Radical. Ah. So there's a weird little connection to Time Splitters, because although <laughs> the earlier announcement that we mentioned earlier, the new Time Splitters is being made with, by Steve Ellis, assumedly by a new team, um, that original crew that did the uh, that were Free Radical are now working on Dead Island. So like, a weird, yeah, a weird I mean, who knows like how many different personnel left and stuff. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, the people that left Rare became Free Radical, then they became Crytek UK, and now they're Dambuster, uh, Dambuster Games or whatever. Third time's the charm. Third time, third time is the charm, and so yeah, third time for their their, their company being rebranded, and third time for the developers on Dead Island too. Um, I couldn't care less about Dead Island. I thought <laughs> Dead Island One was terrible. So, but if you're gonna give it, everyone thinks it's terrible. I liked it. Did you? I didn't like Riptide, but I liked the first one. Okay, I mean, I'll stand. Yeah, I, I hate. No, I'm doing that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just mimicking you. No, it's that. I um, I didn't like Dead Island at all. But I think if you're going to give it to any developer that could resurrect it and make it just feel like a good game again, yeah. then it would be these guys. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but I, I haven't drilled down to the exact personnel of who who got shaved off as the different companies just changed hands or whatever. Yeah. Point being though that they still care about Dead Island too, and they've given it to a respectable dev. They spent a lot of money on this game, and mm. the fact that it hasn't come out already is kind of strange. I wonder mm. what. Um, stopped it because the two developers that they had on the project before then, both Sumo and Jaeger, are both really good, so it's yes. not like they just drafted someone in that didn't know what they were doing and then THQ uh, bin them off. This is the third time they brought a well-respected studio in to work on Dead Island 2, so I wonder what part of the concept hmm. just has it not clicked over the years? I don't know. I don't know if it's just like a reflection on the zombie genre as well. Like I feel like um, you know the Walking Dead game just sort of limped out and died, and it's just kind of like when was the last time we had like a, a massive zombie game? Like I guess like Days Gone, kinda. But yeah, they kind of well, went yeah, against course, it. Yeah. You kind of had State of Decay on the Xbox, but I feel like the the zombie genre's like peak was towards the early 2010s, um, and I just kind of wonder if that's why something like Dead Island made so much sense. Mm. And maybe they're just playing their cards more carefully because they know that it went so sideways with that first game in terms yeah. of the trailer to the launch day. Well, response. that's it. Even when the uh, the first trailer for Dead Island 2 came around, I remember people just kind of thinking, 
All right. More, yeah. Especially when you've got Dying Light, uh, obviously made by the developers who made the original Dead Island, yes. kind of making a sequel that people are looking forward to and delivering that awesome first game. Mm-hmm. The competition is quite high, and like you said, the interest in the zombie genre itself is kind of eh, wavering. It's not at that yeah. peak anymore. I just it makes me think like what you can even do with it at this point because they you know this team are known for split screen multiplayer games uh, or something more um, engine pushing like what happened with Crytek and Crisis. Um, but I just don't know what you do with it with the brand, the Dead Island brand. I don't think you just gave them a new thing. I know what you do. Go on. You change the name from zombies to freakers. And then suddenly it's original again. Oh, can we have 60 hours of crafting? Because I really want to like ignore the story for about 60 to 80 no, hours. Days Gone is good. Days Gone is good. Probably. But oh my God, it takes forever to get to the end. Anyway, though, yeah, let's all think down in the comments below. Hopefully you're happy for the return of um, Splinter Cell, I was going to say there. Time Splinters. I wish. That's because I really, and usually when I say I'm happy for the return of, I want it to be Splinter Cell so badly <laughs> that my mind just puts it in. But yeah, let's all think of the potential return of Time Splitters and Saints Row 5 as well. For now, though, I've been Scott from Culture.com. I've been Josh from Culture.com. I'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.